vegan make it? cheesecake. Yeah. Well, I, I use the. Um, How is it? The, is it tofu based? No, it's mostly cashew. It's raw cashews soaked. Yeah. And a tub of Kite Hill vig- vegan cream cheese made out of almond milk. That sounds it's like it's going to give you a uh, terrible bathroom time. I hope so. <laughs> it's delicious, though. It's delicious. Hark! Do you hear what I hear? Up upon the rooftops, uh, there arose such a clatter. It's I think it's Yule. <laughs> And is this what Yule is? And and they're I think it's Yule. They're they must be a master of ocean magic because they're conjuring a tide right at us. That's right. Seasons greetings. Seasons beeberings. Yo, Wasail, Wasail. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Wasail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they ever did that or thought about doing oh, that for well, a Bud? Was that Budweiser? Bud uh, in the ninety in the nineties commercial. Only nineties kids Only 90s will understand kids. this reference. I guess not. All we, all we got is hit results for uh, WhatsApp and right, Tree TM, TM, TM. Fest. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is. I mean, technically, this should be episode two of season 19, because this is Justin Bieber's second studio album. Yeah, but we don't He went from the baby, baby, baby one right into Christmas. Yes, he did. Uh, we don't typically count things like Christmas albums, but no. I don't know. Kind of counts, I guess. But we're doing it today. Doing it today. I, I'm listing this as part of season 19, but I'm putting okay. it at the end. Yeah. So A very uh, special episode. But this is definitely young Justin Bieber stuff. Yes. This is his same kind of persona as the first album. A little... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still definitely Christian. Yeah. But it's not he... as like, I want to fuck God. <laughs> I want to go down on God. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of forget. Like, did he make an attempt to hide his Christianness like early on? Or was he le- less religious? I guess is another way of asking the similar question. He definitely says some religious stuff in this, in the text of this album. Right. I can't remember if he did that in like his first and third albums, though. I can't remember <clears throat> either. I don't think so. I think it shows up a little later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, Justin Bingler uh, was brave enough to put out an ent- a concept album for Christmas. A Christmas concept album. It's all from the perspective <laughs> of one little mistletoe leaf. And it's observing all the people that are underneath it. Every single song, with a, with one or two exceptions, is all about mistletoe and being under it. Yeah, and what you do under it. The concept album is, what if it's all the same song? And it's about <laughs> Christmas kissing. Mm-hmm. It's about Christmas kissing, and it's about how all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, which is to say, he does a cover of that song with Mariah Carey, and also he does a number of ripoffs of that song, where he yeah he has another song called "All I Want Is You," yep. and only thing I if if you're the only thing I ever get for Christmas, then everything I wish for has come true, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which doesn't track grammatically. Nope. Um, you sure about that? You sure about that? That's sure. why. 
<laughs> you sure about that? That's not why. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, this is a bad album, but it is fun. I mean, for a lot of it, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it cannot be denied. It's ho- kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny how they took like two song concepts and just made an entire album out of them. <laughs> it's almost like they were like, we don't know what the single will be, mm-hmm. so let's just let's plan on there being two singles, and let's make two songs. And then make them again and again and, and again. again and again. And uh, they're just sort of playing Russian Russian roulette <laughs> with, with, with our, <laughs> but with brains. two bolts in the chamber <laughs> and Christmas in our brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun. Fun. <laughs> I think this metaphor tracks. I think this is good. I think, it I think does. this is good podcasting yes. so far. I agree. Uh, you know, the first time you and I did a Christmas episode mm-hmm. was. Garf. At Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. at a large table mm-hmm. of friends mm-hmm. and significant others who are also friends. Friends and lovers. And friends and lovers. Uh, and we were like listening to it live. And <laughs> we were like managing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Bad production decisions. We were managing. Uh, we were managing a lot of, you know, we were trying to be kind of hosts for the first time. Right. I don't know if I've gotten a chance to like kind of check in with you and be like, Nathan, mm-hmm. tell me about Christmas. Well, what was your what's your what are your Christmas feelings Christmas of your of your and yonder and yonder and right you and now. today <laughs> and yow. <laughs> um, God, that's the. I mean, it's very complicated. I um, Christmas has often been like filled with a certain amount of melancholy i think oops something melancholy like bumping my mic constantly while i'm trying to report a podcast just brings a little tinge of christmas sadness um i think you said report what's that are you drunk are you drunk big fella no i did i did i wait did i what did i say i said record a podcast you said report you said report. Report. Well, I also have a, 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 the residue of a bunch of vegan uh, chocolate cheesecake all coating my mouth, and it's hard to enunciate. You're cheesecake drunk. You oh my go god! <laughs> I'm fucking whacked out of my mind on that sticky, icky cheesecake. <laughs> on that good, good um, yeah. vegan cheesecake on, ca- <laughs> on cashews and fucking pea protein or whatever. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm gonna and wh- and and whatever uh, or like organisms like can grow on that if left out long <laughs> mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> I think it's called probiotic, Cameron. Um, yeah, I uh, I think one thing that has always bothered me about Christmas is the unearned sentimentality and the schmaltziness and the just like um. mawkishness of the season. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I think that's why I don't really like almost any Christmas movie um, because uh-huh. they just feel like they have these, they try to engender all these emotions that totally do not feel earned. Um, which is why the Muppet Christmas Carol might be the best Christmas movie ever made. Interesting. I haven't seen that Hot in take. a really long Ooh, time. Maybe we should watch it. Okay. Christmas party. You, you don't like nostalgia. Yeah. 
which I feel like is pretty parallel to what you're what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, is it takes a lot for wow. you to engage for for you to feel like that is earned. Yes. You're not waiting to be dragged into nostalgia. Exactly. Like you're like, no, you gotta come to you me. You gotta come to <laughs> me. You gotta you gotta get me going <laughs> to really get me nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Me, Nathan Hunt. Mm-hmm. There's a and high yeah, barrier of entry. That's the the Christmas thing. It's like uh I mean it's for I would say not dissimilar to being in church and everyone is like singing praise songs with their hands up mm-hmm. and you're like I don't want to do that. <laughs> this I don't like this song. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if this song was really good and it really got to me, maybe I would do that. Maybe, mm-hmm. but like, is this really? Do you all really think this song is that <laughs> yeah. good? Do you really think it's that good? Um. You can't. That's <laughs> impossible. All, all it says is our God is an awesome God, which I get is like pretty radical. But I mean, really. <laughs> No one's told these CCM songwriters uh, show don't tell. <laughs> Fucking prove it. Exactly. Oh my god. The that's another reason. Ah, the Muppet Christmas Carol lyrics are so well written in that movie. Mm. The opening verse because it's a musical. Of the, uh, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, the opening verse okay. of the um, opening song uh, goes: "When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in life." that freezes you like the something of of like years of being alone i think it paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge and the worst of the worst the most hated and cursed is the one that they call scrooge holy hell that's that's a great writing isn't it amazing it's so good yeah wow i want to watch this tonight (laughs) that sounds so so good good. yeah Mm. the music is amazing yeah um where was I going with that? Oh yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, the song's not very good, not very well written. Um, I also, I, it's just so weird to me. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't understand why everyone is trying to make me feel nostalgic. What do I have to be uh-huh. nostalgic about? I'm only seven years old. God damn it! <laughs> what am I looking back on? <laughs> You're a profoundly broken child. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, Christmas might be some of the worst nostalgia that you can find because so much of it is nostalgic for, um, e- even more than normal nostalgia, is nostalgic for something that never existed or, like, a fantasy, basically. Yeah, um, sure. And, and there's a lot of make America great again type energy around Christmas as well of like wanting to turn the clock back and let's watch a Christmas story, which is maybe somewhat of a good movie, but is also just like all about the 1940s and how nice it was back then. And when we were all just white people who could be really racist about the Chinese restaurant workers. (laughs) (laughs) Better times. If only we could turn yeah. the clock back to those warm Christmas What about days? Christmas music? Mm. I feel like in a lot of ways, Christmas music is an extension of this compulsory nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. Compulsory. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically. I, um, I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've liked some instrumental stuff. I mean, a lot of the songs have good melodies, or they're pretty. Sure. Um, some of them are like based on folk songs. I think like 
bring a torch. Jeanette Isabella is like an old French folk song. Um, yeah. So I think they're really pretty. I, c- c- quick, quick teaser. Uh-huh. I have the uh, second annual, but a year late. Ah. Uh, Get up in the cool Christmas episode coming out uh, the following Wednesday from when Ooh. this is posted. And we we play a fiddle tune, old time fiddle tune kind of versions of some Christmas stuff and some kind of it's kind of a stretch, but like snow and winter related hmm. themed old time. Do you music. play Breaking Up Christmas? Uh, we don't do that because we did that last time. Okay, yeah, we did some, but we did uh, do um, Darley Folk's Christmas Eve, which is a fucking banger. Mm. It's so good. I never heard it before. Awesome. Um, but um, we played Jeanette. Uh, Isabella and I was talking to my guests, which are um, Hog-Eyed Man, a wonderful uh, old-time duo, mostly fiddle and lap dulcimer. Ooh, that's and not a combo. You they're talking of, yeah, it's great. And uh, I was asking them how they feel about like Christmas music and what it means to them, and especially as parents, because you know they had Christmas imposed on them and then they are also imposing it on their kids, you know, and how do they feel about that? Mm -hmm. And they said something really interesting, which I thought a lot about, which is that um, Christmas music is some of the only folk music that everyone, not everyone, but that is widely participated in, in our culture here in the States. Yeah. uh, That, that people will sing together and will enjoy. Yeah. It's one of the last bastions of communal folk music singing or making in any way. And I was like, huh, that's a great fucking point. And like, maybe there's something there that's like, could be worth protecting. Yeah. Uh, because if this is the only shared canon of music that everyone knows, um, and in a way, like literally everyone knows who's here because even the pe- the non-Christmas celebrators have to know mm-hmm. <laughs> these songs. Speaking of know? compulsory. But yeah. it's like, right. <laughs> um, and they, they kind of made this like case for like, if you're looking at this in terms of folk culture and folk music, this is kind of one of the last bastions of real folk culture that people have access to. Mm-hmm that does still go past the commercial interests of Christmas and subverts the commercial interests of Christmas. Yeah. Um, I mean, people still do caroling. that was caroling. a really interesting point. People still do caroling. Not everyone, but it's not, you know, weird for people to do caroling, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. Um, yeah, I think there's been very little good Christmas music released since, I don't know, World War II to pick an arbitrary like dividing line. <laughs> um, Some of the greatest stuff is Renaissance music. Oh yeah, totally. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Lule Lule. And I think, I think one thing that that um, hampers a lot of Christmas music and Christmas movies is they don't have a viewpoint. They don't have anything to yeah. say. So. All they can really do is like uh, evoke these common tired old cliches of like, yeah, snow falling outside and there's the mistletoe, um, but they don't really do anything with them. And it's not to any end, uh, which is another ho, reason. Ho, ho, now I've got a machine gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
this is the the common not oh. not quite hot take that uh, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas oh, movie, right, 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 and that it's a famous, a fa- like an infamous part of the movie where he puts a corpse. John McClane puts a corpse of someone of one of his victims of one of the terrorists in a Santa costume with a sign that says, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun Oh, that's because right. that corpse used to have a machine. Oh gun. my God. That's gruesome. Uh, so that's one of those. That's what, yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> and that's one of those tired uh, cliches. Yeah. Oh man. Overrun. That's, that's a fun thing to have instead of a personality though, is a set of opinions like die hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> That you always constantly <laughs> insist on talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, um, man, I I was I was coming at that from a like I'm parroting this, and I feel like you still like got me <laughs> as if you're parrot like you're, you're roasting me. Cameron's I thought I was the roaster, and now I'm totally fire. roasted. Um, Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, I feel like very few Christmas songs or um, movies know how to be about something. Um, and it was easier, you know, 150 years ago uh, because everyone's like, well, we'll just talk about God and Jesus and how much we love God and Jesus and like Jesus was born and all yeah. that stuff. And they had, I mean, they like actually had something to say. Say what you will about the ideology and the, you know, negative effects it might have had on. <laughs> certain people like you know us growing up um but at yeah. least they like <laughs> like you and me for example yeah. <laughs> but i mean say what you will about the tenets of national socialism at least it's an ethos dude just <laughs> one of my favorite lines from the big lebowski um but yeah so this is this album just to bring it back to justin bing long is is a great example of something that has no viewpoint so he's just like talking about mistletoe and like these half-hearted uh like pledges that the only thing he really wants for christmas is whatever dame that he's looking at this today you know um he wants kisses he wants he wants wants christmas Christmas kisses um which is another reason why the muppet christmas carol is such a fucking great movie is because it actually has something to say and it's all about how landlords are evil and deserve to go to hell (laughs) yeah (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I gotta watch it's this. It's great. Um, it's gotta be better than Scrooge, which I watched last year, and I was like, this movie is absolutely demented and not in a good you way. Mean, did you say Scrooged with Bill Murray? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I tried watching that a couple years ago, and I was like, I don't like this. This is really... I can't believe how bad and obnoxious yeah. that movie it's is. It's like so antisocial and like sociopathic, basically. Um. It's it's real really jokerified. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag twist. We live in a society. Yeah, exactly. Uh damaged. Um Yeah. <laughs> do do you do you uh do you want to talk about your own experience with the Christmas or do you feel like we've covered that? I don't know. You know, I um I mean I had a very religious Christmas upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm probably going to go to my maternal grandma and grandpa's house for christmas eve uh because my unvaccinated cousins will not be there okay i've confirmed that (laughs) so like i can go safely with my family we'll probably go there and my grandma's probably gonna want to read the 
whichever one of the gospels has the most truncated <laughs> uh, gos- uh, nativity story uh, yes. in it. The one that doesn't with start the with the least a bunch amount of, of genocide and <laughs> yeah, Jehoshaphat begat and Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begat Jehoshaphat. <laughs> it's Jehoshaphat's all the way down. It really is. <laughs> uh, so I had a very like religious Christmas upbringing, but also I was involved in music ensembles from a fairly early age. So like pretty early on, Christmas became about preparing classical piano pieces mm-hmm. Uh, preparing choir material and band uh, and church stuff, uh, like performances in church of Christmas music. And um, that, I think, was what Christmas was about Mm -hmm. for me from, let's say, I don't know, kindergarten through... Uh, 2011. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess 2010, because I found a loophole that I, that, um, I didn't have to join an ensemble at George Fox university in order to maintain my music, pro- uh, scholarship. Mm. Um, awesome. <laughs> and which was great. And I just, I, I literally remember rubbing it in the faces of my <laughs> professors. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I don't huh? have to join your shitty choir anymore. <laughs> cool. Lorne. <laughs> Lauren, whatever his name was. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I, a lot of my experience was, like, learning just a ton of Christmas music. And in a way, I kind of missed that because I don't have that anymore. And, mm-hmm. I mean, except for this Get Up in the Cool episode that I'm doing. Right. But, like, there was a type of camaraderie around, like... W- it's almost like we're making the Christmas ham, right? You know, it's like that level of like the Christmas we river are ham. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're doing a, a type of uh, a type of hospitality, mm-hmm. a type of tradition bearing, even if it's like fraught in all these ways. There's this. We're putting in hours mm-hmm. of like hanging out with each other in order to prepare Christmas stuff, and um, yeah, I. I think that was a lot of my experience with with Christmas is just that act of like getting together with other people and trying to get ready for some sort of performance. And yeah, I think that was kind of special and I mm-hmm. kind of miss that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's a good thing to point out because like, I don't know, I feel like I'm not a um, um, sociologist or anything, but I, it feels like every culture around the world has developed some form of ritual or ceremony or coming together as a community to commemorate uh like uh, milestones throughout the year and sort of like reaffirm the communal yes. bond um and like have a tradition arbitrary as it may be but to just keep enacting the same tradition has its own power you know yeah yeah totally and yeah for i think especially in some ways for like w- mostly white or at least segregated white suburbia because i came from hillsborough which is Mm -hmm. technically only technically mostly white um but uh yeah i i we have to like in a way we have to reassess our and deconstruct our rites of passage and our rituals but also we have so few of Mm -hmm. them that are left and we 
and it's not like i mean the white hippies have already tried just what if we just make what if we just steal everyone else's rituals <laughs> and then just like make make up whole cloth our own it's like that fucking sucks too <laughs> um mm-hmm. like that's not actual generational healing generational trauma or building something that's just assuring that your kids are going to hate you <laughs> yeah you know what cameron cameron let's let's take a quick minute let's invent some new good meaningful <laughs> rituals that we can do uh I, I apparently i'm contributing the ritual of slamming your mic with your hands approximately every two <laughs> minutes during the recording oh sorry reporting of a podcast um how about this gender concealment ceremony this is very good <laughs> uh um let's see what else uh give me three, three more, more you no you give me some come on you gotta pull your own weight come on okay um i think that we should have so this is christmas stuff no, or just period just any ritual this is just rituals. Yeah, i mean i guess okay. i guess we got things like baby showers uh bachelor party like there is there is still some but they're not necessarily like every year or whatever i'm talking like yeah well yeah whatever whatever time frame just some ceremonies we could have (laughs) this is really strange but the first thing that came to my head is uh the first time um you successfully masturbate (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, or you know successfully in the in the sense of by you know any sort of conventional metric (laughs) conventional metric (laughs) (laughs) yeah first successful masturbation i love it uh, what we call it? Yeah, let's call it like. Uh, yeah, my boy's a man. <laughs> my my little NB is a is a grown NB. We could call it uh, the first do do like D E W, but it's also kind of That's really do because good. you're kind of doing yourself, you know. This is like a bit, but it's like God. Wouldn't that have been helpful yes, to me? Right? <laughs> that- I would have appreciated a little bit someone lending a hand, you know, lending some guidance. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, ten Maybe more quick we ones. Talk about Justin Bieber songs. What? First, <laughs> Maybe we should actually talk about. Oh, these I was going to say first R-rated movie. Uh, That's a great yeah. one. These are occasions. What man. was your first R-rated movie? Um, God, I don't even know. Was it Shre- Shrek? I think. <laughs> the director the Zack Snyder cut yeah I remember when I got shrek <laughs> shrek so hard alright yeah uh, I think mine was the Matrix oh yeah that would make sense that might have been mine actually yeah because yeah. I definitely saw it before the sequels came out anyway um, yeah we should talk about some of these songs uh, I'm on the genius for the, this the album Muppets is Christmas called Carol. Under the Mistletoe Under the, and, and it certainly is and it, it is it's profoundly under the it's at least half of the time under a mistletoe explicitly there is more of a controlling uh like concept than most concept albums uh and controlling i mean in the sense of like english lit theory um yeah yes as in it like drives the 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 narrative or the songs or what have you <clears throat> yeah christmas kisses are inspired they're so inspiring uh, I don't think I've ever kissed anyone underneath mistletoe. Ever. I think I've contrivedly done it maybe once, but hot. But 
Yeah. Tell us. Contrivance. Tell the whole story. Everyone, it's the hottest thing. <laughs> this is a new ritu- ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, romantic contrivance as a ritual. I love it. Yes. Um, it's the uh, the rote lovemaking even when you have a headache. It's the uh, uh, <laughs> watching a movie your significant other loves and uh, pretending to like it more than you actually do. <laughs> It's hmm, I wonder your... out of you and your significant other, which one of you has done that more? <laughs> mm, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it getting hot in here, though? Um, Indeed. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. What This album, what is this? 2011? Uh, yeah. November 1st, 2011. One of these songs was in the movie Arthur Christmas. You ever seen that? You ever seen that thing? Arthur Christmas is, is good. It? I have seen okay. it and it's good. That's good. It's a. Uh, I actually think it's a good. It's one of the Armin that's movies. A, that's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie that is about something, ah. which is about like generational divides. Uh-huh. It's literally a like greatest generation, uh, and then like boomer, mm-hmm. and then millennial, like generational divides. It- like that's what it's about. They got the because it's about different Santas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen this movie. It, it starred a well-known cocaine dealer who uh, narked on all his <laughs> friends to save t- himself time in jail. Yeah. Um, that the person I keep alluding to, by to the way, and is uh, uh, Tim <laughs> Allen. Um, yeah, he he did that back in the seventies. Um, yeah, so supposedly the cover of Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" was in Arthur Christmas or something. Um, That's not really a cover. Yeah, it's definitely not. That's a just cover. a karaoke um, track where one verse or so is. Oh no no no! Sorry, Justin Santa Bieber Claus is coming to town in. is the one from Arthur Christmas. Oh weird! It's a weird weird version of that song let's get let's get into it i i love how just balls to the wall weird some of this stuff is i like this album fairly well when it gets really weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) like completely inexplicable (laughs) um so let's get only thing i ever get for christmas out of the way it's pretty boring Yeah, this is wow. What what a throwback progression right there. Um, let me see Ooh, if I can figure out what it is. It's in B flat. Um, I'm by actually by my wow. piano today. Um, so it goes, and then it goes, mm-hmm. going, but on on you know of course Spanish guitars mm-hmm. <laughs> um, going into the chorus. Um, if you listen to that again, it's uh, so that's a uh, if if I heard it right, it's a major two chord mm-hmm. with a suspension and resolve, and then a five chord with a suspension and resolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and when played on Spanish guitars, 
it's very late 90s mm-hmm. boy band pop. Yeah. This is at least 10 years uh, later than the trend that it is enacting, which is Yeah, it's weird. very, very clear that Justin Bieber was, you know, listening to the shit in the right. room. Yeah. He's 10 years old when this album comes out. <laughs> I think he might actually be 17, so that's not that different. So this is a song about young Justin Bieber trying to convince uh-huh. us that he doesn't really care about presents. He, he keeps I saying that. Absolutely bullshit. He keeps saying that throughout the album, and I have to say, me thinks that Justin doth protest too much. <laughs> he keeps saying it over and over and over again, and at a certain point, you're like, who are you trying to convince, me or you, pal? It's Justin. It's okay to want it's presents. It's okay to want presents. He's, he's like trying really hard to be like a Gnostic <laughs> Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for he wants to fuck, because mm-hmm. Gnostics think that fucking is evil. <laughs> and the human race should end, basically. And they're not wrong. Um, basically, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're doing a pretty good job of it. We'll be done uh, within a generation or two. He wants kisses. He wants kisses. That's the only thing that he really wants. He definitely doesn't want an Xbox of whatever model is available at the time of the album's release. I would guess. Yeah, it's got to be at least. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just wants kisses, which I, I think is, yeah. Maybe I would believe it if only one song instead of every song was about <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> <clears throat> You're the single item on my list. You're my one and only Christmas wish. The mistletoe, the mistletoe is where I'll be waiting. Meet me there. So he's, he got to have that mistletoe in there. That's what I'm saying. Concept album. We're, we're viewing it through the what eyes of the mistletoe. mistletoe? Hmm? What is mistletoe? It's a plant. I'm I'm looking it up. It says mistletoes are parasitic they are, plants yeah. of the families Lorenthicae. It all goes back to the druids. We use them for magic and, and aphrodisiacs. Wow. Yeah. And kissing. And kissing. Uh, huh. Slow growing but persistent. Pests of many ornamental timber and crop trees. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what they voted me in high school. <laughs> they voted me <laughs> most, <laughs> most, most pest, pest of pest various <laughs> evergreen and deciduous <laughs> trees. Whatever it is you said. Um, I, I, I kind of appreciate mistletoe because it is one of the most transparently like unveiled absolutely pagan things in christmas the christmas rituals because most of it is i mean that the christmas tree essentially it's all paganism but a lot of it has been like transmogrified or like run through the meat grinder of of christianization but the mistletoe is essentially the same as it ever was it's like the druids right. took their golden sickles and went up in the trees and chopped it down. And then they had like a big orgy because it's an aphrodisiac. And that's essentially what we still do today. Right, guys? <laughs> uh, what, what was your uh, first Christmas orgy, Cameron? Maybe that could be something we could commemorate. <laughs> oh, God. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, um, do you want to move on to the next one? Well, I want to say one uh, thing, which is that there's this line that there's the lack of editing in this mm-hmm. album. If you're the only thing I ever get for Christmas, then everything I wished for has come true. Yeah, that's a bit. That doesn't grammatically track, if, right? I, I like that it's also if. 
If you're the only thing if I ever get you're the for only Christmas. thing. Okay. I do. That seems Let's remarkable. get it straight. I do want more stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then everything I wish for has come true. I do want fucking Halo Reach or whatever. I think it <laughs> came out in 2011. Yeah. I think it's actually grammatical, Cameron. Really? Okay. Will you explain this? Will you it's diagram this in real time? There are two verbs in present tense, get and has. So if you're the only thing I ever get for Christmas, so that's all present tense. Okay. Then everything I wished for has come true. Everything I wished for in the past. But wouldn't you? What's that? Ah, uh, but wouldn't you have to say that everything I wish for would have come true or something? Because well, in the I mean, they're taking a little <laughs> bit of license in that sense because they're not putting it in the conditional, but it's colloquial to not do that. And like, you can't, f- I mean, try singing that line with would have come true. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the only thing I ever get for Christmas, then everything I wish for would have come true. <laughs> would have been come true uh, nailed it that's it that's right you got it <laughs> i think true. that's it <laughs> honorary doctorate of literature <laughs> goes to cameron dewitt go. mix cameron you get a, wear those cool robes too oh god ah, can't wait uh okay i have one more note here first one i know someone out there knows what i'm saying oh no <laughs> Baby, you're a girl who's wishing just like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is one, and you know who you are. My gift to you is all my heart. Make my holiday and hear me when I say, you know. So you know who you are. Mm. Is Justin Justin's not with his his person at this point, right? Not not with uh, the Baldwin uh, Scion. Oh, right. I don't think so. I just think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, you know who you are, is that like a, is that a throwaway line? Is he into some like Jesus wants me to <laughs> procreate with a very specific woman? <laughs> the one. And Jet Li yeah. is everyone's uh, the one, as we all know. <laughs> God, I got to rewatch I that. See I that. really liked that movie. <laughs> I kind of want to see <laughs> it. Get, I watched the I haven't one seen it since like the year 2000, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Jet Li and New Metal. Oh my god. It's a match made in and Jason Purgatory. S- Jason Statham saying, in one of these universes you're gay. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's I think I gotta find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could do a bit about like, you know, hey, would you like fuck yourself if you ever found a clone? But everyone, obviously you would. <laughs> I yeah. mean, who's gonna say no to that? Come on. That's dumb. <laughs> just close your eyes, baby. Uh, just look in the mirror. <laughs> or not. Um, what what song? I mean, what song should we yeah, talk Yeah, maybe we should about? skip Mistletoe, which is the next one. That's boring. Um, oh, let's talk about the Christmas song. I, I, not for okay. Justin's Bieber I have version. Like, but. I have a bunch of sound samples of oh, that. Mistletoe? No, let's move on to okay. the Christmas song. We, t- we talked about Christmas just in general for quite a while. So, yeah. Let's, okay. let's talk about chestnuts. Mm-hmm. And fires. Burning down the house. And
Yeah, it's it's another version of this song. You've all heard it all before. Mostly, I just wanted to talk about how this song got written. Do you know this story? Okay, please. It's no. a Christmas song written by a couple of Jewish guys in the middle of the dead dog days of summer in July in New York City. And they're pressing ice cubes up against their foreheads <laughs> to try to th- stay cool and think cool. Um, yeah, apparently... Mel Torme and Robert Wells wrote it. And Mel Torme saw um, that Robert Wells had written down four lines on a spiral pad. Chestnuts roasting, Jack Frost nipping, Yuletide carols, folks dressed up like Eskimos. And they just banged out that the rest of the song in... It's not on the Wikipedia, but I could have sworn they banged it out like re- within the half hour or something, like really quickly. Wow. Um, uh, this reminds me of... Um talking about jews writing christmas songs this reminds me of the james baldwin quote you never had to look at me i had to look at you i know more about you than you know about me not everything that is faced can be changed but nothing can be changed until it is God faced. damn <laughs> so, so much i feel like on. that is like that is like the relationship of jews in america with christmas uh-huh. <laughs> especially in the entertainment industry <laughs> mm-hmm Although they've kind of got, not to say there's like widespread or everyone does this, but some of them have their own traditions and I understand it's fairly widespread. I one time had had a Jewish Christmas at the Chinese restaurant and then watching a movie. I've never been invited to, well, actually I have been in, I, I had some like Jewish friends and I was always busy doing my own like fucking Christian Christmas stuff. I should have gone to, they, yeah, I should have just yeah. done it. It's a good time. Damn it. I was going to say I was never invited, but I totally mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Jewish Christmas rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Usher's on this song. At one point, Usher was like Justin Biffler's uh, like mentor type situation. A, I don't know. I don't know what to say else to say about that. Can I tell you a, a really random story about Please. Usher? Did he work at a movie theater? So, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe. Um, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> uh, I could see him saying yeah. that. Um, but yeah, he... Okay, so the, the one time, mm-hmm. this this person came in to Rock to the Future, my old job. And he was volunteer. No, he was the partner of a guest workshop artist mm. that I had hired. And um, he came in and he was, he just started talking to me like after I had already clocked mm. out about how he was like an R&B songwriter mm-hmm. and stuff and how he could have made it big. Oh, but yes. Love that story. He's, he says that he had a meeting with Usher and before he could really get into like business with Usher and like talk about like songwriting and stuff, Usher said, ba- basically you need to have sex with me Whoa! before, uh, <laughs> before we're going to be able to do business together. And this person straight faced as if so to speak. this story is definitely true. <laughs> told me and i and i had to tell usher you know i'm i i don't do that and i'm not into that you know and like uh 
and and that that's just like how the industry works that like basically all of these men are gay and you have to have sex with them in order oh boy. for them to let you work with them and uh yeah that was a really weird peek behind the curtain of just sort of like the because it's like for one thing it's like that might be mm-hmm. true that usher operates that way uh and that Usher is like a pansexual and will fuck anyone as long as it makes him feel mm-hmm. powerful. That's not hard for me to right, imagine. Yeah. But he absolutely that absolutely did not happen with this person that <laughs> <laughs> told me this anecdote. That's absolute whole cloth fabrication <laughs> about someone who's trying to work into his hustle narrative uh, why he's not uh, a millionaire. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's okay. I'm not a millionaire either. Why are you trying to impress me? I work at a fucking nonprofit <laughs> and I'm an assistant program director. Like, you have nothing to prove no, to no, me. No, no, you don't understand. Like, I'm so talented. Chill. The only reason I'm not a millionaire is because I'm not gay. I'm just too straight to be a millionaire. It's, beca- it's because no, no homo. homo. <laughs> oh, boy. Hell of a story. That's really um, an odd situation to find yourself in. Uh, I've yeah, one of the strangest <laughs> conversations that I've been in, that has been imposed on compulsory. Me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to? I got a bunch of sound oh, samples yeah. for this. Okay, let's hit a few of them. Will you just play them all okay. in a row? I think they're all obvious why I took them. Oh, this is the end. that's still going (laughs) there's a lot of stuff there there's a lot of noodling at the end there it's so funny that the minstrel song jingle bells i think is is the most iconic christmas i forgot that was a um, minstrel song yeah i think it was like written in boston your your old my old your old stomping grounds yeah and uh yeah there's anyway jingle bells it's like the most iconic melody and i think it is a really smart mm-hmm. melody and i i will also say i think the christmas song for one thing mm-hmm. i think we should say the audacity of two jews in july saying this this is not chestnuts roasting on an open fire this is the christmas it's song the christmas song yeah i it's love amazing. that also I think this melody is one of the most is one of the stickiest melodies that I've ever heard. It's got that sticky icky. Yeah, it's. I think it's a, a perfect it's melody. It's very good. Is the thing. It's got the octave jumps. That's the thing we were talking about. I feel like we were talking about this recently. Like, what is a melody composed of? And like, mostly it's composed of steps, right. but it's like steps a interspersed with jumps, like a staircase. And you have to find. Yeah, you have to find the right. Um, the right ratio of steps and jumps for it to to track as a mm. melody, but for it to tread new ground. Yes. Um, to continue the metaphor, mm. I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. There's actually this like meme that's um, chestnuts roasting on an open fire music theory mm. that like talks about the music theory of this mm-hmm. song. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, the Christmas Interval song. Ah. 
Okay, yeah, here it is. This is all like, this is a song that's designed to make people like me who are still thousands of dollars, five digits Mm -hmm. in dollars of debt. Fat stats. For our music theory Mm -hmm. degrees. Yeah. Um, Here, I'm just going to sing it. Octave moving to the median, major, major six, stepping down to do, major, uh, majors, major seconds being sung by a choir, chromatic alterations of the scale, <laughs> diatonic, uh, oh, sorry, I'm zooming in and out. Uh, diatonic scale descending to the minor third, major six, uh, two five seven of four (laughs) major seconds with their ears open wide we'll hear a pretty tritone tonight (laughs) (laughs) there's minor sevens in the bridge there's also lots of minor seconds in the bridge (laughs) and every minor six is gonna try to hear that super tonic uh, over five of five. <laughs> uh, motif used to build this simple phrase. Major six, five walks down to one. <laughs> Although this phrase rises to a high leading tone. Drop a perfect fifth. Neat the fir- Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Sing a perfect fourth. Two, one. <laughs> That's amazing. Bravo! Yeah. Bravo! That's all. That's some sight that reading right sighting. there. You're all welcome. Damn. That's amazing. Tour de force. <laughs> support my Patreon. <laughs> yeah, go to support that box at that website. Kick us a few bucks. Um, <laughs> that that melody, yeah, it really moves. It does a lot of like music theory stuff, harmonic uh, modulations, chromaticisms, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it also it. It does the, it it has a lot of personality on its own and it really like has a, a story and a flow to it on its own but it also leaves enough space and enough of a framework for people to improvise or throw in like grace notes or like melismas or miasmas or you know to like zhuzh it up a little bit if they want to <laughs> get fancy with it you know which a lot of singers do obviously Yeah I would say it's because the melody has a perfect relationship with the chord progression. This is chord progression oriented mm. music um, where the cho- the melody specifically leads the harmonic tension. Mm-hmm. And which means that you don't have to sing the exact same notes for it to feel like it's the same song because the nature of the song is about the chord progression and the harmonic tension like a jazz standard Mm -hmm. it's it's more about the uh harmonic tension and Mm -hmm. release or tension and not release Mm, edging i think and they sure do do a lot of the edging (laughs) i'm on the edge (laughs) of glory uh do you want to play the sample that says what may or may not be a racial slur (laughs) oh uh yeah if i can find it it's hard to see the yeah uh it's got to be this one. Nope, that's the wrong one. That's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra that's, guitar solo. That's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, if I hover over it, I get to see the whole... Oh, it's not titled what you said, but here we go. Folk 
dressed up like Eskimo. Eskimo, woo-hoos. He literally said woo-hoo in the middle of the word. Oh, boy. Yeah. I like that. I think that's got moxie. Yeah, moxie, kid. Uh, he does that with the word Christmas later on. Oh, do you want to do the one that says oh, Merry boy, he does. Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merry Christmas, yeah. He doesn't even draw it out. He just goes immediately from Christmas to yeah. You all know what I'm <laughs> saying. Christmas, yeah. Mm, that's fun. That's good. Good stuff. Good job, um, Justin. There's one more little little change that they make, and it's a lyrical change. Uh, it's the one that says many goodies. Mm. That's the lyrical change. Do you want to play yes, that so we can hear it in context? I do want to play that. He's loading lots of toys and mini goodies on his sleigh. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Is he saying many, many goodies go- or mini goodies? I, <laughs> I maybe they're the tiniest of goodies, you know, like miniature, like micro goodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I just think that's such a strange choice. Why did you add, did, add that word? Yeah. It it's so pointless. Okay, I think that's all the sound samples for that okay. song. Um, let's see. God, there's so much. It's already it's so, so late, late, and there's so much to talk about in this album. Um, we have to we talk have about, to talk about Drummer Boy. We have to, yeah, we have to talk about Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. Um, it would be worth stepping into Fall La La featuring yes. Boys. Roman numeral two mm-hmm. men. I thought it was always pronounced boys e men. <laughs> or I I boys I I men. <laughs> All right. Uh Santa Claus uh, is coming to town. Santa Claus okay. is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're away. He knows when you'll be better. Good to be good for goodness. Um, this is such an odd version of this song. It slaps in as much as it is sampling two Jackson 5 songs. Here's the thing. Is it actually sampling these songs? Or is it, are they just... It doesn't sound like the original recordings. It sounds like it's interpolating mm. mm-hmm. interpolating I, I mean i heard i heard a bit in the bass that um sounded like it was maybe the original recording because it was sped up like a lot more than probably a musician would do maybe. i don't know it's it's hard to say i think i think wikipedia says that that it samples or no uh the genius says that it samples it it samples abc and, and i want you back oh wikipedia also which says is funny samples. because because uh, the Jackson 5 did an iconic version of Santa Claus is coming to mm-hmm. town. That this is not yes. that mm-hmm. version. They came up with the version that's uh, rest. Santa Claus is coming to town. Rest. Santa Claus. That mm-hmm. one. They came up with that one. Uh, and this is a Santa Claus is coming to town that's pulling from 
Jackson Five stuff, but it is not doing that version. No. They're just pulling from other Jackson Five songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't I understand mean, why it doesn't really feel like it fits the song. I mean, it feels like very squashed. <laughs> It, it feels like uh, it feels like a, a round peg that has been jammed into a square hole, and it's not a good fit. Oh, Santa, I was blind to let you go, let you go, Santa. <laughs> I love it. Won't let, won't you please let me in the chimney? <laughs> that doesn't <Nah>. make sense. <laughs> Under well, your tree, you know what? Maybe sometimes Santa likes to have someone come down his chimney and give him presents. Do you ever think of that? that? Who watches the watchman? <laughs> Who comes down Santa's chimney? Who Santa's the Santa <laughs> title. Yeah. Do you think that's I the don't title? Know. Probably better ones. I don't know. Here's the other, here's the other titles. Um, let me write this one. Who Santa's the Santa? This is up against I Want to Go Down on God, <laughs> Compulsory Nostalgia, mm-hmm. uh... Something about it's Jehoshaphat. It's just me. Oh, Jehoshaphat begat Jehoshaphat. Or is it okay. Jehoshaphat's all the way That's down? Nothing. Maybe. <laughs> all the way down. And um, romantic contrivances ritual. Mm. So, if you really think Sant- who Santa's the Santa is what belongs in the I episode title, but I leave it. I up think it. I mean, the chaotic choice would be, I want to go down. That would be chaotic. We've gotten away with some stuff (laughs) in the episode titles. I think you put a shit in one of them or an ass. I did, yeah. We've gotten away with it. I think compulsory nostalgia is pretty Mm -hmm. good, but I feel like romantic contrivance as ritual is the most on-brand so Mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. I think that's had the box set title. Sure. So, we'll see. All right. Um, We still have an hour left to go. Please don't say that. Um, <laughs> do you want to say fa la la? Play with me. Yeah. Fa la la. Wait, 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 wait. I have a sound oh, sample. Santa Claus. I just have one that says this is nonsense. Oh, yeah. I don't I know. Mean, why. I'm sure it is. So it's that time of year where you let all your problems go. And you yep. know, you just shake it, shake it, baby. Oh, no. Why do that from the original song? <laughs> so it's that time of year when you let all your problems go. And Christmas you know, you is just... the time of year you let all your problems go? Really? It's not the time of it's, year that has the most problems of them all? Fa- famously, one of the most, like the season of social anxiety and... Pressure. And economic anxiety. Economic <laughs> Uh, having to work extra shifts at the Target if you're like a retail worker. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> uh, should we? Should we? Boys with a Z. Oh yes. Falala. Falafalala. Is this one of the better of the originals on this song, do you think? Maybe. Yeah. 
arguably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Little Drummer Boy is basically it's basically an original, an original. So I think that's a contender. And it's, it's good in as much as it uh, takes you completely by surprise. But we'll get to that. It brought me a lot of Christmas me joy. Too. Yes. Holly Joller. Uh, Fa la la. Where does where does Fa la la Deck come the from? Halls, I think. Do you think the song made up the concept of Fa la la? I think so. I, I mean, I I think it, it's descended. This is, I mean, this is a guess. I'm looking up on Wikipedia right now, but my guess is that it's it comes from the proud tradition of like British or English rather folk songs that have a bunch of nonsense syllables in them, and I think they just happen to choose fa la 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 you know i mean la 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 like that itself sure is a long tradition in english folk music um oh look at that the melody is welsh in deck the halls um and yes oh the repeated fa la la goes back to the earlier welsh and may originate from medieval ballads look at that okay i can hear that i can imagine Mm -hmm. that uh yeah i feel like i maybe if i did a little bit of early music performance and and i guess study in college where i like played some alto recorder Mm -hmm. and did some singing and i feel like there were some follow laws outside of the concept outside of the context of christmas yeah in that ensemble but it's been a while i mean i don't know if that those specific combination appears in like um shakespeare which is probably the the clip like the thing I would have the most um, right. experience with personally, but there's like la li lows. There's, um, I mean, fee fi fo fum, right? From uh, the Jack Beanstalk. <laughs> like that comes from a similar like background, I think. Yeah. Right. But that's like really expansive in its use of oh, the vowels. Yes. It really makes a meal of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got on my favorite dress. You're looking, looking, looking good. Snow falling on your hair, and I don't, I don't want to get it off. Hmm. Even the stars in the sky can't can't outshine your eyes. I want to be your biggest biggest gift. Gift. I, gift. I feel like famously, uh, you can't see the stars when it's snowing out because it's overcast. That's the nature of when it's snowing. Not with that attitude, Cameron. You got to believe in the Christmas magic. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bah humbug. <laughs> uh, here's something about Boys to Men. I haven't listened to that much Boys to Men, like of their like actual studio Me albums, either. but I feel like I've seen a decent amount of live videos of them performing, especially after their studio album recording career. Mm-hmm. And every time I've seen them perform, they're not the tightest vocal mm. group. And there are no pentatonics. It sort of makes me. <laughs> they, I mean, pentatonics is for all its like viral, for all the cynicism in that can be laid at the feet of that group. Uh, they are remarkable singers mm-hmm. that are like crafted in yes, hell. <laughs> exactly. Um, but boys to men, I think. I sometimes wonder, it's like when I see them perform in the last 10 years, it's like, are you rusty? Mm. What's Mm -hmm. going on? They are not tight harmonies is what I'm trying to say. And when I listen to like recordings like this, it's like, this sounds pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) auto-tuned. 
Maybe that's a super hot take, and maybe I'm getting myself in hot water uh, when I hot. say that. But like, uh, I would love to be proven wrong. I I hold my judgments lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that is to say, there are a couple moments. There's a difference between individual virtuosity and group virtuosity, mm-hmm. and I think that a great way to illustrate that is Justin trying to run with boys to men, which is to say doing vocal runs with boys Mm -hmm. to men. Will you play that sound sample, please? Yes. Wow. He just like slapped him (laughs) directly in the face in a vocal sense. (laughs) He's like, get the fuck out of here. Slap. That was the miasma equivalent of shut the fuck up, Justin. <laughs> it really was. That was aggressive. That's the most aggressive I've ever yeah. heard someone gently coo at me. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. They also say deck your heart at one point in this In the sense album. of like punching it really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they say, uh, deck your heart with boughs of holly. I think I have a sound sample if you want to play that. You're the reason for the season. Mm. Nurse, his heart stopped. Baby, you're my red Starbucks. You're my <laughs> someone non-denominational Starbucks cup. <laughs> Nurse, his heart stopped. Someone quickly bring me a branch of holly. I'm gonna whack at his heart with it. Um, uh, is it time to talk about Santa Claus is coming? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. The little drummer, drummer boy. Drummer boy. Yes, I believe it is. Uh, oh, yeah, we're skipping over All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, Justin Bieber's quote-unquote version of it. He literally uh, sings with Mariah Carey, and it's really odd. And I could, I could, sw- I mean, it's essentially he's doing karaoke with Mariah Carey. Um, it's, it sounds, it, to me, it sounds like it's the exact was, same track. I was going to say that. Like, it really sounds like they just reused the music. It's, it's bonkers. All right. So we got to listen to the drummer boy instead no gifts for you um, oh wait, sorry, that wasn't Justin being being one. Um, I don't know what that. That's from, from the Office. I think it's oh, one of the good. early okay. episodes because I didn't watch very much of it, but for some reason that always stuck out in my mind is him just like singing this version of the Little Drummer Boy to himself, and then just putting in these like butt rock like arena <laughs> like drum hits. And that's wait, who that's is Dwight. that doing that's that? Dwight. It's Rain Wilson. Um, okay. And Justin Bieber like watched The Office and saw that and was like, I got to do that for my version of the Little Drummer Boy, and that's <laughs> precisely what he does. Our 
<laughs> oh my god yes so that's the chorus um and from the chorus we get the first of justin biflung's rap breaks and uh i mean it's just something you gotta experience I took all. I took full samples of his rap verses and Busta's verse. Okay, so we have all yes. of the all of the verses. I think it's worth listening to them in their yes. entirety, so that we can fair use review yes, them. Exactly. <laughs> um, here we go. Justin's first rap verse. Okay, there's nothing less cool than someone trying super, super hard to be cool. Uh, Especially if it's in the context of a goofy children's song that you are trying to sound hard during. Yeah. We got a little hint of the, like... L.A. Christianity, mm-hmm. and I only speed hit. I only go speed home, Cameron. Hit. You're drunk. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> am, and I am home, but I shouldn't be on a microphone right now. And I only spit heat because I'm playing for the sun. S O N. Capital S O N. We're not talking about. We're not talking about uh, Dies Natalis Solis Invictus. We're not talking about the winter solstice and the sun starting to show up more during the day. We're talking about the S O N. The man, Jesus Christ. We're talking about son music. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the, the son of man and the son of God, which somehow is the same thing. Mm-hmm. And no one's ever really effectively explained well, that to me. man and God, they, <laughs> what that <fucked>. means. <laughs> Out pop <Jesus. laughs> um, Yeah, this, I mean, it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsensical. I'm on the beat because the beat goes dumb. And I only spit heat because I'm playing for the sun. Playing for the king, playing for the title. I'm surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. <laughs> um, yeah, so he... The, okay. I like Christmas time, so here's a recital. I think that's funny and cute. Uh, the, he res- but the rest of and it is he goes, I'm so nonsense. bad like Michael, I know. And this is, this is like two years after Michael Jackson died. Kind of in cool. poor taste. Um, and also... Yeah. Maybe not something that has aged all that well. Comparing no. your saying you're as bad as Michael is maybe something that hits the ear a little differently in uh, 2021. Yeah, super, super <laughs> does. Uh, I'm still young, but I go, I go stupid, stupid, love like Cupid. I'm the drummer boy, so do it, do it. Uh, there's an, There's another moment on this album where he talks about Cupid and and he talks about Valentine's right. Day. God, I wish I remember Speaking where of it things was. that are explicitly um, pagan. Yeah. There's another time where he just sort of I think I put it as loses the plot. Um Okay, that's on the song Christmas Eve. Maybe we'll get to that. Maybe if we're we're doing a really yeah. long episode cuz I'm having fun talking about yeah. Justin Bieber. 
uh, and we missed last week, and I'm missing mm-hmm. talking to you. Uh, what else should we talk about in this album? Should we talk? Should we listen? We to the have to listen verse? to all of the rap verses of the song, Cameron. It's the it's the only thing we have. It's to. the only thing we we can. So. Should we explain what Buster's verse is about? No, we'll dig into it afterwards, I think. Here we okay, go. Okay, great. Let me get straight to it. Yeah. At the table with the family, having dinner, Blackberry on a hammer, and then it gave a little flick, and then I took a look to see before it activates the ringer, came and realized the homie Bieber hit me on the Twitter, then I hit him back despite I had some food up on my finger, sipping eggnog with a little sprinkle of vanilla, even though it's kind of cold, I'm pulling out a chinchilla. Bieber hit me back and said, let's make it hot up in the winter. I said, cool. You know I'ma deliver, let's collaborate and make the holiday a little bigger Before we work, I gotta get this off See the other family members and drop gifts off Then I'm heading to the studio, cause ain't nothing stopping How you know we about to turn it up and really get it popping now People everywhere and all our Twitter followers Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah Oh my god, it's, it's, it's amazing I mean, he is, like, such a good performer And, like, the way he delivers it Makes it almost seem... Like, it's not the most mundane story ever written about how <laughs> Justin Bieber asked him to guest on this song. I mean, it's, it's, he literally incepts into this song the story of how he was asked to be in the song, and that's all he contributes to the song. There's Charlie Kaufman yes. levels of like, it's a recursive <laughs> it loop. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some like fucking synecdoche New York mm-hmm. shit going on. <laughs> this song he is uh performing a a, a one-to-one scale (laughs) doing a reenactment um yo at the table with the family having dinner blackberry on our hip the one hip that he shares with his family blackberry on our hip and then (laughs) the family family hip hip. then it gave a little flicker then i took a look to see before it activates the ringer this is okay it's so boring came to realize my homie bieber hit me on the twitter then i hit him back despite i had some food up on my fingers sipping eggnog did they have twitter on blackberries i mean it was text-based i mean you could still use it as a texting thing i don't know if as late as 2011 i can't believe the twitter was yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. crazy okay Proceed. Despite I had some food up on my fingers, sipping eggnog with a little sprinkle of vanilla, he sounds like a real slob in the way he describes himself. You don't really sprinkle vanilla. Vanilla is, yeah, a, in most, in my life, anecdotally, it's a liquid. <laughs> it's an it's anecdotal a solu- liquid. It's like a solution you know? in alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like... I can't speak for maybe Busta has like actual powdered vanilla beans. His, on his, his freshly eggnog. shaved vanilla. Uh, on but the that's microphone. not what us pedestrians <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do when we have eggnog. Even though it's kind of cold, I'm pulling out a chinchilla. What is what is the point? What is the point of that? You're you're also indoors with your family. Is that what? Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> Bieber hit me back and said, "Let's make it hot up in the winter." I said, "Cool." You know I'm a deliver. Let's collaborate and make the holiday a little bigger. Before we work, I got to get this off. See the other family members and drop gifts off. Get what off? He says, before we work, I got to get this off. Is it? Got to get my nut. I got to bust a bust a something other than rhymes. Mm, That's true. Yep. Uh, Then I'm headed. He literally does errands on his way to the rap verse and he raps about it in his rap verse he's like oh yeah and then i went to the store and then oh there was a bit of a traffic jam on the 405 and then I, I this went- is like the rap equivalent of uh first day back from summer vacation 
you have to write the what did I do during my yes. summer vacation <laughs> like essay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I fucking watch TV. <laughs> what do you want from me? There's food on my fingers. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. Then I'm- Maybe I sprinkled some vanilla. <laughs> I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Give me an A. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm headed to the studio because ain't nothing stopping how. I mean, it sounds like doing errands was stopping how, but go off. Whatever. You know we about to turn it up and really get it popping now. People everywhere and all our Twitter followers. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Twitter followers rhymed with Hanukkah. <laughs> he made it. That's the thing. He made it work. We just heard sound level. It sounds fine. Yeah. I mean, he, he does it. It's just yeah. uh, on the page, these lyrics do not exactly leap off at you. Well, we should listen to Justin's second rap second verse. Second rap verse. He does have two rap verses he in this. And in this one, little little teaser, he does a little bit of uh, class... Uh, class... Uh, based like kind of shaming yes of his fans he's raising awareness so here we go yeah Some people say they don't care when there's people on the street with no food, it's not fair. It's about time for you to act merrily. It's about time for you to give to charity. Rarely do people even want to help at all because they won by the bag getting toys and the dolls. Not thinking there's a family out hungry and cold. Wishing, wishing that they had somebody to get help. So I think some of you need to act bold. Give a can to a drive, let's change the glow. Glow, 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 glow. Real Tony Clifton energy. I'm the drummer boy, so do it, do it. Do what? <laughs> do what, Justin? Give a can. Give act To a drive. To a drive. That's all you gotta do. You'll change the whole fucking globe if you do that. Glo- I'm sorry, glaub. The glaub. The glaub. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like a 17-year-old billionaire telling you you need to give to a food drive. <laughs> He's probably not a billionaire, at least at this point. Uh, maybe. Okay, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Net worth 2011. Net worth. I guess this is only a second album. So that's something, I guess. Okay. It says here, Justin Bieber net worth, this is for today, mm-hmm. $285 million. Ah. But still. Mm-hmm. Uh... He has no business telling people, telling his fans who are like, you know, children, uh, that people on this, on the street, not with no food, that it's their fault. It's not fair. And it's their fault. There's people on the streets using guns and knives, taking drugs and each other's (laughs) lives. There's people on the streets using knives and forks, calling each other names like dork. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is some, uh, you know, out, out of touchness that, like, I would have forgiven from young Justin Bieber if I didn't know that he would never get in touch. <laughs> because yes. we've seen to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so the only other notes that I have are for the song Christmas Eve. Do you have time to talk about Christmas Eve? Or sure. should we call it a Let's night? Let's do it. Okay. It's Christmas. Okay. It's Christmas. Since it's Christmas, let's be glad. Yeah. Even if your life's been bad, <laughs> there's presents to be had. Yeah. 
<laughs> that song's great. I love it. All right. So today is all about you, you The mistletoe can pull us close. what I'm waiting for. Mistletoe. There it is. It sort of feels like it's Valentine's. There's Valentine's. Keep it. <laughs> Japan to Peru. Just pick two arbitrary countries <laughs> that aren't even close to as far as two countries can be from each other. Sure. Although I guess the Pacific is pretty big. Uh, so that, that lyric is one of those, like, no one edited this moments. So today's all about Cupid. The mistletoe can pull us closer. It's what I'm waiting for. It's It sort of feels like Valentine's. <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> which holiday are we doing? Which, which one is this one? Christmas is about fucking, right? <laughs> it's a fertility holiday, right? right? All I can think about is kissing. <laughs> Give me the aphrodisiac plant from magical old dudes with beards. <sighs> uh... Okay, I took another sample that says "fuck yeah cookies." I don't remember what that's about. Oh, that sounds like something Drunk Cameron would say. I don't know why Sober Cameron titled that. Here we go. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Okay, let's listen to that again. I knew what I would need. Here we go. <laughs> a week and a half ago when I took that sound yes. sample. I'm like, I'm going to be gr- drunk in a week and a half and I'm going to need to hear a little a little R&B riffing mm-hmm. Christmas riffing on eating cookies. <laughs> on eating all the cookies. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, <laughs> past Cameron was kind to present Cameron. We gotta listen to it again. Here we go. Cookies out. I'ma eat them all. I'ma eat them all. Eat them all. Oh my god. God, that sounds great. I can't wait till my kids are old enough to bake cookies for Santa um, so that I can eat, eat them. them all. <laughs> all, oh, all of them. Eat them all. You're, su- you're supposed to leave like like a bite out of one so that the kids are like, oh, wow, see? Someone bit out of this. Right. But it's like, no. It's, this is about This me. is about you now. <laughs> um. The interesting thing about that verse, though, the cookies, is that I'm pretty sure it's the, it's the verse where Justin um, implies that he wants to fuck Santa or perhaps God. You leave some cookies out. I only eat <laughs> eat them all. Nobody can see me but you. It's so magical. Oh, or maybe Justin oh, wow. is Santa or God. Nobody can see me but you. Maybe he's a ghost. Maybe it's like a sixth sense type thing. Oh, and then right after that, I took a sound sample of this. Uh, it's the one that's labeled Lost the Plot Again. <laughs> oh, fuck, where'd it go? There it is. All right, here we go. So today is all about you, baby. The mistletoe can pull us close, that's what I'm waiting for. It sort of feels like it's Valentine's Valentine's. Oh, oh, never mind. No, that was the wrong one. That's he's lost the plot. That's a long one. Do the other lost one. Lost the plot again. <laughs> We've already listened this to one. that. Okay. It's all about Cupid. When we use imagination, we can fly to never, never land. 
Uh, what holiday is this again? Is it Peter Pan Day? <laughs> that I don't think it was imagination. I think it was literal fairy dust. Yeah. If I remember yeah. right. It was. Yeah. What a bonkers. Probably song. derived from the blood of the innocent. Oh, certainly. I mean, where else are you going to get fairy dust? Um, well, I think it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about this song or should we uh, go? Let's take a quick listen to, uh, he does a country Christmas song. and uh, Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we should at least listen to it because it's it sort of bridges the bridges us all the way back to Garf in a certain sense. No. Oh. Oh, it's also a duet. That is the most like generic country verse I think I've maybe ever heard. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so strange that like country music used to be such like melodically kind of like concrete mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and adventure and then it turned into it turned into like just nothing yes not even anything like like literally those first two lines are me 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 redo re mi do me 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 redo re mi do that's nothing <laughs> and it's like a melody made of those notes is great if you're technically rapping on those notes or doing R and B and doing rhythmically tense things, but that's not a melody. No, <laughs> there's nothing there. Nothing else. Oh boy, Barf. 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 Like like Garth would never write a melody like that. No. For all Garth's fart. farts. Farts. <laughs> I almost said farts. For all Garth's, <laughs> for all Garth's farts. farts. <laughs> uh, it just squeaked right out of you. How many times do you think Garth had to like stop a take because he did a fart? <laughs> he did a, I bet a he lot. Fart. He's made a lot of music. He did a fart so loud that it <laughs> like overwhelmed his vocals. <laughs> Singing from both ends, baby. That's the Garth way. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, we should stop there, eh? It's uh, late. I think we should. And I. Oh, I think I hear some cloppity clomp clomps on the roof. Hmm. There, there they are. Perhaps I'm gonna surprise Santa and kill him and become (laughs) Santa. It's the Santa Claus with an E. (laughs) This Christmas, become Santa. All right. Uh, Yes. I'm going to say all the things I normally say at the end of an episode. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be back next week, probably. Sorry for missing last week. My computer died. Um, I I think the power supply is is bad. Um, But I'm also dealing with some installation issues. So if anyone knows about open core and all the kinds of like texts and what kind of stuff I should put in my P list, hit me up on the. What are you talking about? (laughs) Sorry, I just I uh, I was speaking in tongues there for a second. Uh, speaking in the language of the old ones, <laughs> the elder gods in the eldritch tongue. 
Exactly. Uh, um, yes. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, I, are we starting a new season? We're going to start it. Yeah. Okay. Tell us, tell everyone what the new season yeah. is. It's, it's Nathan's choice. It's, it's the Nathan's Choice Award. Um, I really wanted to talk about Grace Jones. Jamaican uh, supermodel is how she started her career. Went into singing. Um, was not ever amazingly popular, but fairly well known. Had a pretty striking uh, face. So I think visually she was recognized quite a bit. She dated Dolph Lundgren. Um, but she's wow. always been uh, very like gender transgressive. She has very like uh, angular, sharp features that she really plays up uh, with like lots of angular clothing. And she was like a huge influence on other gender benders like Annie Lennox and um, uh, a couple of the people that I'm forgetting. But I just thought she she has a super cool and interesting image. And I'm curious what her music is like. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the. The name of the game yeah. and the thing is think she over the box set. She's still performing. The public. She's still performing. She she she's oh like yeah. running around on stage at the age of is it seventy three? She's seventy three. Yeah, let's answer that question. Yeah. How does how does the studio the the piece the the medium of the studio album how does that compare to the public image? Mm-hmm. Does it support the public image? Does it subvert this public image? Is the public image earned by the music? Are they one cohesive package or are they separate entities? Mm -hmm. We'll have the definitive answer on this question. (laughs) These two whiteies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're going to be so definitive. All right. So we'll be back next week with that. In the meantime, thanks for listening. You can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, Go on our Discord um that's where you can hit me up if you got any text uh you know recommendations or like p list uh parameters or whatnot you know just hit me up uh <laughs> cameron is giving me that oh so indulgent grin that i love so well um you should you can support it you can and should support us in a couple ways write us a review on itunes uh that help or podcast whatever the fuck it's called now um you can support us more directly by going to our patreon <laughs> apple podcasts i <laughs> yeah, believe whatever. uh patreon is support.boxset.website kick us a few bucks uh if you do that you'll get access to all of our bonus materials which includes a couple full-length episodes that are a couple years old at this point but mostly it's a weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly um where we have a weekly culture club we talked about some of the fast and furious movies as well as the tv show search party um, but I also want to highlight that uh, that's uh, that's 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 a bonus you get. But what you're really doing is supporting us and helping us make the continue making this show and make it uh, so much less of a time and money sink. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's fun, it's enjoyable. Um, I don't want to s- stop doing this show, but you know, yeah, uh, we're at least getting our hosting paid for, so that's that's good. Um, you can also and should listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool. They were talking about it earlier and talking about how the Christmas episode is coming out, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be great. All right. Add it to the Christmas can. The Christmas can. Fire it off. We we honestly, in addition to playing like Christmas carols in old time fashion, we play some like great like Manko Smith. 
Mako Sneed and Bayard Ray and like North Carolina and Marcus Martin and just some like great North Carolina deep cut fiddle music that is outside of the context of Christmas, just I think inherently valuable. Mm -hmm. So you should all listen to it. But we also talk about Christmas and uh, yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. Oh, speaking of supporters, we had someone up their pledge. uh, Briggs (gasps) did. No way. Back at the end of October. And I've been meaning for literal months to say thank you on the show. Uh, So thank you. Wow. Upped it. Yeah. Now everyone go out and up yours. I've been Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Nathan Hunt and I am on my way to my gender concealment party. And I've been Cameron DeWitt and who Santa's the Santa? (laughs) Hmm. my chaotic drunk energy was all right. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> I had a good okay, time. Good. I'm enjoying it at the Chaos. moment. <laughs>